Fearless Fathers, a podcast by fathers for fathers. This isn't your everyday podcast. This is to get you uncomfortable, to rebuild, to have some fun, and to embrace the fear. Together, we will become fearless. What's going on, everyone? Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Fearless Fathers podcast. I am your host, Davo, and alongside me, my good buddy co-host, Mr. Ryan. Say hello, Ryan. Hello. How's everybody doing today? They're doing wonderful because they're listening to us, <laughs> the Fearless Fathers. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Uh, you know it. You know it. They know it. We want to thank you again for your continued support, for listening to us, for coming along this journey with us. We have marked over Four weeks, we have hit over the first month of this podcast. So if you have been with us since the beginning, thank you wholeheartedly. If you're joining in for the very first time, checking out our nonsensical nonsense and how to be fearless and all that fun stuff, welcome. Welcome to the fun. Welcome to getting uncomfortable. Welcome to becoming the best father you know you can be. It means the world to both Ryan and I. It really does. Guys, I I, I can't believe the response we've gotten so far. Um, it, it's been crazy, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It really has. Several hundred people listen to this. <laughs> what were we thinking? I don't know. I'm just, I remember when we were just starting this, we are like, oh, there's going to be like 10 people, good friends. No, it's been, yeah, it's yeah. been surreal. It's it, been absolutely, absolutely surreal. Yeah. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. Again, we you. do this for yeah. the passion. We do this for you guys because we've been there. We're still fighting it. And we just want to give you that outlet, like we've said from the beginning, to become that fearless father. So thank you so, so much from the bottom of our hearts. And today, Ryan. Yes. We have a fun topic for them today, don't we? I mean, it's definitely an interesting topic. It is. Because of how broad and diverse it actually is. Mm. So Dave brought this article to my attention a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? I don't Mm. even remember. Yeah. No, it was like two weeks. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Um, um, it's, it, it was an interview on another podcast whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Now. John Lee Dumas money. from Entrepreneurs on Fire. Check there it you out. Go. Love him. Love him. Yeah, he, he is really good. Definitely give that guy some love. Yeah. I went and I did some more research and I looked up some other stuff. Um, so everybody has a little different of a definition of the baby effect. As Dave's going to go over in this article with us today. And then at the end, I have a couple more points to make. It goes everything from, hey, am I prepared to be a father? Am I motivated to do something new with my life now that I have a child? Or the generalized anxiety of even having a baby. So we will be hitting all those points today. But to lead off... Dave? I will take it and I can't wait. So what is the baby effect? For me, it was that moment of having a child and saying, what am I doing with my life? It put so many different gears in motion for me to say, I need to be the best father I can for my child. For me, I've wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was five years old. That has been a dream of mine that I have held on to my entire life. So when my son was born, I told myself, I need to be an entrepreneur. People always said, oh, being your own boss is difficult. It's hard work. Not everybody can do it. For me, it wasn't about just me. It was about giving my son that opportunity to say, I could do whatever I want to do. It's bigger than just being you. Dave brings up a really, really good point. 
<laughs> where the fatherhood motivates people to do things they wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also on the flip side, sometimes motivate people to do things to not do things they should be doing. Um, we're here right. today to motivate you to do that good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hence that speech right. I wrote. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> thanks for it's <laughs> I'm jerk. A mess today. <laughs> but it's about wanting to do the best for your child right so how do you do that how do you want to live or how do you how do you build that entrepreneurial journey when you have a little one you need to take care of well it comes down to prioritization at the end of the day family first business second right so it's making sure your family's taken care of it's finding that time and motivating yourself to do it. Like we've talked about in changes in relationship and other past episodes, you need to have time for me time. You know, Ryan and I are both gamers. So yeah, I like to sit back. I like to throw on my console and I like to just chill for a few hours playing some games. But I also know that I have a dream that I want to live. So I make sure I prioritize my family first, my business second, because I have passion in this. I have passion in wanting to help people. So I make sure I do that. And then that also incorporates me time for me as well, too, because it's something I love to do. It's something I love to work on. And I'm working with a pretty damn good person, even though he ruins <laughs> all my passionate speeches. I'll just go back to reading until <laughs> three o'clock in the morning for the podcast. That's a good... <laughs> it's it makes that point in the time where it tells you that the waiting game is over. You have this little one that you're responsible for now. You want to be able to give them the best damn life you possibly can. So that's when you realize if there was such a thing as the right time to take a leap, you know, take that entrepreneurial journey. For a lot of people, they feel like they can't take that leap. And then they feel even more stuck when they have a kid like now saying, oh, I can't sacrifice working and making the money I'm working now to live a dream. I'm going to now live vicariously through my kid. The right time is now putting that passion and that motivation and that drive, that drive to succeed for your child is insurmountable, is priceless. Knowing when my kid grows up and I'm motivating him to do what he wants to do, you know, parents for me growing up, it was, oh, we'll support you in everything you want to do. But it almost felt like it was that loosely veiled kind of support in a way where it's like, yeah, you you could be president of the United States or yeah, you could be an entrepreneur, but you're going to get a nine to five job and you're going to go to school and you're going to do all this. Was that was that well, about the same for you too, Ryan? Actually, um, when I was younger, my father actually started his own businesses. He nice. My dad was working a regular nine to five job and he was never home. He had decided, well, he was in the healthcare industry. Um, he did, he didn't like, mm-hmm. he ran labs, um, for hospitals in Philadelphia. Um, and he decided to start his own business probably when I was about 10 or 11. So you were, you were like right so in the prime enough. of your childhood yeah, years when this was happening. Um, it's probably part of the reason I wanted to, I, I, I was interested in joining you and this is because I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit as well. So what ended up, what ended up happening was he he saw a gap in the market for like out per, outpatient phlebotomy in the Philadelphia area. And he started a business okay. based around that. Now, obviously, outpatient phlebotomy is like huge, a huge business. Quest Diagnostics uh, has cornered the market on that in like HPL Labs. Yeah. Or no, I guess the L stands for labs. Whatever the whatever the other letters stand for. <laughs> but, you know, there's these huge multi-million, billion dollar companies that um, have cornered that market. But but back when he when those when those businesses started 20 years ago like it that wasn't the case there was actually a giant gap there you know he, he had ran run those businesses for a while um i think 
it was about 10 years before he closed up shop. You know, like the gap, the gap had closed and he wasn't he, at that point in time. He wasn't big right to uh, to continue. But I, I don't to think sc- he right. He would have ever traded that for the world because it gave us the ability to live. Um, And he got to spend every right. day at home with us. I remember our house was just covered in shit for the business constantly. <laughs> um, and like, he didn't just do that. He developed specific software um, and sold it to, you know, make his job easier. Um, so he was scaling and pivoting yeah, as he yeah. needed to. Yeah. And I, I think right. at, at the end of the day, he got to a point where he was just, you know, like, all right, it's its own thing now. And I'm, I'm good with this. And then, and then left. Um, right yeah oh yeah absolutely but the the point is like the man did what he needed to do not just to survive um it's what made him happy at the end of the day so it it checked all the boxes um and man did he put in the hours he absolutely did uh but before that he had a traditional nine to five job so like that that's why this article resonated with me so much just because of what happened and my mom had a regular Mm -hmm. nine to five job as well she was a um right uh software analyst at at Siemens, the Siemens Corporation. I think they're German, I want to say. But on the on their medical side, my parents were both in healthcare. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I, I barely ever saw my mom because <laughs> she worked all the time. But I saw dad every day. Every day. Because he put in those hours when you when he was starting and then he was able to just say, Hey, I'm doing my own thing now. I can now work four hours a week. Yeah, I'm he assuming, right? At least that's stop him. <laughs> but but he afforded himself that chance to work whenever he, really he whenever made he time wanted to. With us. Right. And the way he got his time back was starting his own business so he could dictate his own schedule. Right. Which I think is well, one, that's the big thing for entrepreneurs just themselves but when that baby effect starts taking hold you want to be able to spend as much time with your kid as you want to at least that's how i feel you know i don't want to be away no, neither from do I. Yeah. I i love i love being with my kid it, it makes everything so much better in this sometimes this crazy shitty world. ass hectic world but, <laughs> yeah right right but it also gives me that drive to say this is what i'm doing for my kid I'm not doing it for me. Yeah, I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was five, but I'm doing it for my son. So when he grows up, he can say my dad at least started a business or he started doing something that he was passionate about. Whether it fails, and I'm sure there will be many failures, I accept those. I accept those failures because I could learn from those and my I could teach my son things that I didn't know growing up, which is the whole point of being a parent, which is teaching mentoring and giving them a better life than what you had so by taking those initial steps instead of just saying you know i kind of want to be an entrepreneur you know i always had an idea for a business but the time never seemed there i work 12 hours a day all last thing i want to do is i want to come home and crack open a beer and eat dinner we feel those but taking that step and getting that motivation and getting out of that comfort and just saying you know what i'm going in on this fuck it whatever anybody says i'm going in on it I have my haters and I have my supporters. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that because nobody at the end of the day could tell me what's going to be best for my family because only my wife and exactly. I know what's best for our family. Exactly. And another caveat to Dave's point is it now is the best time to do it. Right. People are at home. You know, people are looking for something new. Unemployment is up. But you have one really huge thing going for you is you have the most information ever available to you at any point in time in human history at just the tips of your fingers. Oh my God, did you just <laughs> hit that beautifully? <laughs> you're 
absolutely right. Absolutely right. When Ryan and I were starting this podcast, we what? We pushed our launch date up a month because of what was happening? Because we could. Because we had the time. We took that negative. We took what's happening in the world right now, and we turned it into a positive. We turned it into something that said, you know what? We don't need to wait another 30 days. We can push now because people need this now. We knew of people that needed this information now. So we took what was given to us, what the universe said, hey, numbnuts, take this, go with it, and make something happen. And that's what we did. You absolutely, oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I promise we didn't practice that ahead of time either. (laughs) No, we didn't. No, we really didn't. All right. Good motivation. (laughs) Let's get back to the article. (laughs) All right. So I just, oh, I just love spewing that passion out there. Like articles are great and everything, but. We'll put a link to it in our description as well to read this article because it's it's just oh, going to yeah. motivate the living hell out of you. It really it really it's, does. You know, we've talked getting over that fear, getting over that hunt, that that motivation setting in. You know, we continue to make excuses. We've talked about that. I don't always hit my talking points. I just go off of pure motivation and adrenaline. So, and I kind of loosely throw in those talking points. One big thing I want to hit is building that strong commitment to yourself and to what you want to do. If you dabble in something, you're going to get dabbling results. That's just the way it is. You know, go all in on something. If you truly love and you truly want to be that entrepreneur or you want to be, you know, that motivating factor for you and your child, don't just dabble. Go in. If you say, oh, I'm going to do an hour here or there, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Um, another big influencer for me is Dean Graciosi. If you don't know who he is, he works very closely with Tony Robbins. So he's very big in the knowledge-based businesses, um, huge, huge motivational. And I was actually listening to him today, and he's talking. One of his points was, do it with a headache. What does that mean? When you wake up and you feel crappy and you, you know, your head hurts and you know, you're feeling sick, go in and put in that work. He was talking like you know, baseball players or NBA players for their championship game. If they're feeling crappy, they're going to go in and they're going to put in that work. I'm diverting a little bit, but the same thing with that baby effect. It's putting in that work. You know, if you're stressed for the day and you, you know, you're sleep deprived because your kid was up all night, you know, and you're just sitting there and you're just like, oh God, I just need two more hours of sleep or I just need this. You could do, you know, when you're scrolling through Facebook, you could do a half hour of research and putting in that equity in yourself and the brand that you want to build for, for your child. I don't, I don't have much more that I need to say on this because for me to sum up, all this nonsense that I've been spewing for the last little bit. It's motivating once that child is born, motivating to say, I'm going to give you what I couldn't have or what I didn't have. And I want you to know that you can do anything, anything that you want to do in this world. And I'm going to show you that it's possible because your kids learn from you. So if you're doing it, they want to emulate that. Make that example. You know, I'm going to return that favor you gave me earlier that was really good actually um it's incredibly motivating um because i I actually hadn't even thought about it like that um you know i I sit here and i do the research on these topics and i find stuff and a a lot of the a a lot of them are colloquial you know to hear in someone who's close to use actual individual thought process on something that they're so passionate about it's pretty it's it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I'm definitely going to go in with a different mindset after that. Um, exactly 12 minute long rant. About <laughs> um, but Dave, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think at the end of the day, this is the best possible definition for the baby effect. I think this is, and I wish we make this what it is other than 
the um the other the other topics that that came up when i when i uh started researching this um because some of them are negative right and this is this is what people turned into mm-hmm. so i sincerely hope people go down this path I, I really do guys like this is that that's really the mindset to have even if you don't want to become an entrepreneur um you could apply those exact same concepts to the current career you're in just to say, hey, if I can do this, you can do this. Anybody can do this to your child. Um, and you had the not just the mm-hmm. motivation, but the um, yeah, the drive to do the so. drive. It's all about doing what you love and showing it to the people you love. Except for these next two <laughs> little articles that I read. <laughs> so unfortunately, some people have some other ideas on what this is, and um, it's the baby effect and young male syndrome is uh, you know is another one we we definitely have to say because you know what if you actually just google baby effect this is the stuff that comes up and there's not a whole lot to say about them but it has to do with you know risk taking at a young age and building trust with your partner at a young age to make sure you're ready to have a baby and it goes in which what we've talked to before a lot of financial stuff it talks about um your emotional readiness to have a child it's all stuff that needs to you know be brought to the forefront but i i don't necessarily think under this topic um, once again, I mean, I've said it twice already, but like, I, I like Dave's take on this way, way better, but, you know, bringing this to the limelight where it's just like, Hey, so some people think like this is, you know, it's really important. So let's, uh, let's get through this <laughs> relatively quickly. If you don't know those negative thoughts, how are you going to make them better? Right. Exactly. Honestly, how are you going to make them better? So, so take them away. Ryan. I guess the first thing I want to, I, I really want to hit on is, um, like social risk taking. It's like to call it a form of anxiety, but in reality, what it is, it's, it's, it's like a mindset people have where I, now that I'm going to have a baby, what's my social life going to be like after the fact? And that is what caused, like, that's what's causing you a level of anxiety, um, as opposed to where I think you should be. Like, I'm going to have a baby. I should be really happy about it. But I'm not going to lie to you. When I found out I was going to have a baby, I had this exact same thought process. Like, oh, shit, what do I do now? I like going to the bar. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it, <laughs> right. it's it has very little to do with that. Once you get over, hey, you know, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to, you know, build trust in my relationship with my partner. And, you know, I can't wait to meet my my child for the very first time. It was the best day of my life. It really was. It was the most oh yeah horrifying, anxiety-ridden day of my life as well. <laughs> but it was it was definitely <laughs> the best day of my life. Um, yeah, the scariest a best day ever. Wrong, but one brilliant beautiful thing is gonna go right yep and you know getting over that is is the best thing you possibly can do but you're not going to (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna get that baby in your arms and you're gonna you know start loving him or her to the end of your life and building that relationship is key but going through the anxiety is just is just part of it so that's just a general brief synopsis of what that first article is it was much longer than that and very very well written and not stumbly explained to you over a podcast like it just was um and there was a couple they all talked about the same thing i couldn't give you one individual one but then i i ran into this other one today on psychology today um and it's called the baby effect are you ready it had a short list of things to do to help you move along um from those levels of anxiety um and it uh, what is it seven points five points yeah five points so we'll just we'll just go through it fast it's an interesting article i think i think it's worth reading um it throws some numbers at you they're mostly inconsequential to our point 
but the points they give were, were interesting and I figured, out, figured I'd give them to you. So uh, point number one is build a secure and trusting view um, of your partner. So basically you're going to be interacting with this person for at least 18 years <laughs> um, from this point on. Um, if you're married, if you're not, um, whatever whatever your relationship is, you should have a level of trust with them because you're both going to be taking care of a human being co-equally. Um, you don't want to be forcing them to do anything. You don't want them to be forcing you to do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. All that stuff could potentially you know, damage your relationship and make it harder for the child. And the child soaks all that up. Building trust is key. It absolutely is. Um, number two, it's it's going to something we talk about a lot is you know manage your mental health. Now, for everybody, this is impossible. You know, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to have depression. Your life has just changed on a, a huge level, a gigantic level. And, you know, what's happening to you in mental health, it's obviously not your fault. But when it comes time to deal with it, that is absolutely your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to the next part for responsibility. Finding financial stability is is a big deal. Obviously, that breaks into exactly what Dave was talking about. Going after your passion and something you love to do and you can ha- use it to produce you know an income as well take care of your family will be extremely fulfilling that'd be really great and i think we i think we touched a little bit on that too when we did our money challenges episode didn't we Uh, um (laughs) i think yeah for a long for a while too like 15 15 20 minutes of the episode was all about that (laughs) but you know the point remains valid and a lot of the stuff we talk about because we have like a really small niche um that we talk on niche 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 how do you say that? Niche? Yeah. Niche. Yeah. It's like tomato <laughs> asparagus. It's really all the same at the end of the day. Um, so, damn it, Dave. <laughs> Um, so a lot of these things cross over into each episode and you'll hear some of the points from the other episode, uh, in these, but that, yeah, it's going to, it's going to keep, it's going to keep popping up. I I think probably a bunch more even after this, because the list of what we have coming up is is pretty huge. And, um, a lot of them will have crossover. They absolutely will. Yeah. Which everything, like we said, since the very beginning, everything kind of ties in together itself. It's just finding those ways, knowing that everything ties in together at the end of the day. And it makes it so much easier to become better and fearless out of that because you right. know everything's intertwined. Absolutely. And that brings me to my next point. It's, you know, a good one to how to combat those th- that other stuff is, you know, having a strong relationship before the baby comes, being able to trust one another, talking about things. And, you know, once again, we've we've definitely talked about this in the past, um, yep. but it's so important it's it's i preach it it's ridiculously important to have a great communication with your partner just because it's going to make your life so much easier i mean like uh, i'm not great at it dave you're a lot better at uh the uh the daily planning (laughs) portion of your child's life god's honest truth um sometimes i'm lucky if the kid gets pants on and he'd be like hey can i have some applesauce and i'm like yeah man just don't don't make a mess and he <laughs> he just looks at me and just dumps it right over under his lap i'm like glad those those khakis lasted five minutes <laughs> yep uh. and you know those are the challenges of every day and you know you talk to your partner and you know, you communicate and everyone's on the same wavelength. Um, those those messes, those literal and 
you know, you know, mental and physical messes Figured that you're going to get yourself into aren't going to seem nearly as bad. They're not going to seem nearly as hard to deal with. Um, so, you know, communication, once again, I keep pushing it is absolutely key. Crucial. Some people say you like having a baby is easy, right? You just, you know, it's one of those things that happens in your life. Unfortunately, yeah. You just pop yeah, put the order in. It's go good, from there. right? No, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not how it works. No. Some people don't have stable relationships some people don't have all of those things but it, it's right. it's something you should be striving for um even if you're not going to stay with that person um it's something you, you should have a cordial relationship with the baby's mother for the baby's sake right or at least right. try to yeah or at least yeah absolutely be civil um even if the other person isn't civil back to you um you're you're garnering that respect and the baby well the child will pick up on that eventually do not be an enemy in that situation absolutely do not do that make sure when you have your time with your child it's full of love stress-free you're doing things that you love and you're just nurturing the hell out of that baby that's really all i got <laughs> at the end of that one perfect yeah that's that's perfect <laughs> um that's perfect like I said, some some of those articles are a little more negative than I I, I really wanted to get into in this because of um, how 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 interesting and positive that that, that um, the baby effects episode was I mean, the baby effects article was that Dave, that Dave showed me. Dave, you got anything else? I do. So we threw some negativity out there because we have to throw that negative stuff out there, right? If you don't know it's there, how are you going to combat it? How are you going to shift that mindset? Like we've talked about, and like Ryan said. Those changes in those relationships that you have, that partying that you used to do every Friday and Saturday night, dropping $100 at a bar, it's going to change. It's going to set your mind. You're going to be like, what the fuck is going on with me? It's going. You're, you're going to get that anxiety. You're going to get that mild depression or severe depression, depending on how bad you were to begin with. You're going to have those mood swings. You're going to have those those just negative feelings that, that happens when the happiest day that your child is born happens because it's human nature but it's our responsibility to try and combat those feelings to become stronger because of it and not go down that deep dark tunnel hoping we find a light and hoping that somebody else is going to find it for us no it's our responsibility to make those negatives into a positive so what the hell do i mean by that simply guys it's being there for you for that child and for your family every step of the way it's not necessarily being that stigma of the father that works 12 to 14 hours a day comes home just wants to have a beer and doesn't play with their kids or it's being you know if you're not civil with your partner not throwing negative thoughts into your kids heads that say your mother is this or your father is that or this and that and then you're just completely dissolving them to say i'm the better parent the baby effect is so broad and I mean we could go deep into this but for me in that beginning like I've talked about in that article it's the biggest because that is the driving force to make us better to make us fearless and to make us succeed having a child is the scariest moment in your life you are physically responsible for that kid but it's the most fulfilling part of our lives by taking something that is so unknown and being able to mold it into something that could be so incredible is the most fulfilling thing that I think I could ever feel in this world. And it's given me a sense of direction, purpose, motivation, and really, really drove my passion into overdrive. And people that know me know I'm very passionate in things I do. And the moment my kid was born, it was all wheels, hit the road, 
we're going 100 miles an hour while I'm taking in and I'm breathing in the scenery and I'm taking in that fresh air. I'm moving because I need my kid. To, I need I don't want him to know. I need him to know that he can do anything he wants to in this world at the end of the day. God damn, I'm motivated. <laughs> no, seriously. Good job. Holy shit. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say much more other than that's, you know, a really excellent transition onto our next topic. Um, dad's feeling trapped. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That one that one's going to be very very motivational so if you if you've had those feelings already since the beginning strap in boys because it's just gonna get better it's gonna get harder and it's gonna get more uncomfortable yeah, it's, it's it's really uncomfortable right? now i feel like you're way better it's at very, podcasting than me. hey sure. we're growing every day man we're growing every day all right well we've said it since the beginning and we're gonna say it until we end this you need to get out of your comfort zone to switch those negative thoughts into positive ones that is the only way you become fearless. I can't say it any nicer. I can't because I don't want to dilute what we're trying to do here for you guys at the end of this. It's giving you that purpose, giving you that drive, giving you that sense of acceptance and that sense of community that says, I don't have to fight this battle alone. And when dads feel trapped, that's all we feel is alone. And I'm probably going to break out more stories <laughs> at the end of the day because I've I've felt you, very you should trapped. Definitely save them for that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It, it's it's happening. Absolutely. It's happening. Like your kids, you learn and grow every single day. Just because you're an adult and because you're a father doesn't mean you have everything figured out. Together, we will become fearless. We want to thank you again for joining us in today's episode. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, this was. Uh, an emotional one. Like I always say, some of this stuff isn't raw data. It's just, you know, people's actual feelings and experiences. So I really appreciate you guys coming out and listening to us. Um, stay fearless. 